Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, Heal Squad community. It's better together with Maria Menunos, but of course, I am not Maria Menunos. On this Monday, March 1st, um, we'll start out with the quote of the day. Kelsey, I guess I'll read it. <laughs> right? You got it, Kim. Much of our anxiety and stress comes when we're focused on fear and disconnected from the voice of our inner guide. That, of course, comes from Gabrielle Bernstein, who is a world class healer and also a dear friend and is going to be co-hosting the show uh, with me tonight, uh, stepping in bravely um, <laughs> for um, for Maria. Um, we'll do our Good News Monday because I know that's what you're used to. And then we'll do a little update on what is going on with Maria. And then we'll, uh, Gabby's going to heal us all. That's right, she is. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, to this good news. I could use some, Kelsey. Okay. Well. I had to just stop our music abruptly, Kev, because I have, I have to get our good news movement Drop. music. Good news Monday. 
<laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Thank Graham. you, Jeff, for that. So, you guys, we have the cutest good news today. Let me pull it up for you guys on the screen. So, it is about... It's the cutest. Okay, so Jason Smith was a principal of is a principal of Stony Brook Intermediate and Middle School, and he responded with empathy when an eighth grader was sent to his office. The student was refusing to take off his hat and attend class, and it turns out it was because he was embarrassed of his haircut. So the principal responded by asking him if he'd go back to class if he brought his clippers and edgers from home to fix his haircut. The deal was agreed upon by both parties, and the principal did just that, fixed his haircut. And so he downplayed the, the what did it say? Oh, sorry. He downplayed the gesture, gesture by saying it was part of his goal to bring solutions to problems instead of creating more problems, and that he did just that. So I thought that that was the sweetest story I, ever. I have, now we have to bring in Gabby. That's- I love that. Yeah, I'm like sitting here chomping at the bed. Wait, that guy's channeling me. Right? He, he, I'm all about, I'm all about finding creative solutions. Yep. So, okay. So, okay. Can I be the, the devil's advocate? Cause I was yeah. playing this through in my brain and I think of the 20th century way I was raised where, I mean, I was just shy of the nun that would take the hat off and smack you in the back of the head with a ruler. Right. Um, but they would be like, no deal with it. But, and part of me is like, well, you know, that's life and, it prepares you in a different way. But then part of me was like, you know, what really good came out of being like that? Just right. saying, go out and be humiliated. I, I don't, I mean, I guess it makes you tough for later. But as I reason it out of my brain, and, and as you you guys bring me into the 21st century, Gabby, you and Maria and Kelsey, I go, I, I, I like that. I, I mean, first of all, I love it as far as it's very sweet. Yeah. But I guess it's, it is the healthy thing to do, right? Yeah, it's definitely the healthy thing to do, particularly with a kid, because kids from the age of seven to 25, their brains are still developing Mm. and, or sorry, excuse me, zero to 25. And so they're, they're in the, everything is very, uh, their, their brains are like sponges. So everything is imprinting. And the, the moment of humiliation of, I have to go back to Mm. class and being forced to go back with a haircut that I'm embarrassed by could actually be that simple moment that you might sit here uh, from your upbringing with the nuns and say, oh, tough love, you know, let it go, get over yeah, it. No, it shattered me. It was awful. <laughs> okay, exactly. There you go. It shattered you and it was awful. It was terrible. And use your own words, you know. Yes. It's shattering. It's awful. And it's those simple moments in time that can actually greatly affect the human's future. And I want to really, I don't want to say that we have to protect our children from, from every small thing. Cause you're right. You're right. Kev, that people have to have difficult experiences, but what this, what this, uh, I guess it wasn't the principal. What he did that was so beautiful was that he taught him to seek solutions rather than problems. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful lesson in resilience that something's not working. What's the solution rather than the problem. Yeah. And he didn't just give him his way. And he, sh- I think he, the, you know, the kid gets to see that an authoritarian it can be empathetic, yeah, and not, Absolutely. yeah, yes, sir, yep, and not a villain. Yeah, I think it's beautiful, and uh, and I love hearing that. Sure. That encourages me to, you know, as I, by the way, as, as a when I did teach and I taught special ed, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I drove them places. I, I mean, like when I did everything I could for my kids, but yeah. um, but I looking back now, I'm like, God, was that right? You know, sh- should but. Uh, thank you. That was I think that it's all about, look, discipline 
doesn't have to be dramatic and we don't, we don't have to, uh, I think all humans deserve compassion and doesn't mean that we won't go through difficult moments, but if we can go through them with a sense of security and compassion and, and, and that, that we're being, that we're being seen in those moments, that's a, that will create a resilient human. And so, you know. Okay. Speaking of resilient humans, great transition. Mm -hmm. Talking about my beautiful wife, Maria. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it is Maria's story to tell and, and she will. But uh, Maria, you know, it's funny, Gabby, Maria and I, we, we operate a lot like in our life, we're moving that football down the field. And as I've always said, there's a skill set to get it there the first 80 yards, and then there's a skill set for that last 20. So, you know, on a show like this, it's mostly female audience is probably going over people's heads, but I usually do that 80 yards. Like I do the grunt work and this and that, and then Maria fine tunes and does the 20 and most of the things that we do. So she had to go back east, uh, west, excuse me, for some very important stuff, uh, knowing that I had everything under control here with mom and dad and, and the show. Um, but uh, the plan was she was going to do the show back there. And she did one episode, right, Kelsey, from back there? Yeah, she did a couple, actually. She did a couple. Mm-hmm. And and then there was, she was um, getting increasingly sad and then tired and then there was one day uh, she w- I think was getting a doctor's appointment or some appointment. She didn't even know where she was. Um, and that's only happened one other time when she was like at one job that was the most toxic, psychotic work environment, I think, in the history of Hollywood. And, um, and I, you know, I can say, don't worry about it. I'll handle everything, whatever. And that's usually what I say. And I'll, I'll clean up all the messes. Don't worry. But, um, Thank God. Did she reach out to you, Gabby? Or did yes, you, she, did. she reached she really, out to you. She texted me and it was beautiful because she texted me and I said, oh, because I had, I had a, a call. It was, I think it was a weekday. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was. I had a call scheduled and she said, can you talk right now? And I said, well, I can talk in four. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. 40 minutes. She said, well, I have to do a show then. I said, and I, uh, I, I could sense, you know, and you know, you know, and you know, yeah. she's not, the, she doesn't always say like, can you talk right now? And so I um, pretty much said, okay, let me change my call. Got on the phone with Maria and we had a beautiful opening, an opening for a spiritual adjustment and a emotional adjustment and a break because we all know Maria. She's been extremely uh, vulnerable and, and authentic and forthcoming with what she's going through with her mom, with the show, with life, with 
and with all of the experiences that she's had as a human. And what she's now offering all of us is a extremely beautiful divine power of example, which is a human recognizing themselves at the verge of burnout and saying, I need help. And when we have that slight willingness to get help, that's when the miracles start to set in. Wow. And, and so, Gary, so, so Gary called me and said, we need some kind of intervention here um, <laughs> to, to, for this. And, and, you know, I will tell you as, uh, you know, someone who's next to her, you know, Maria um, worries about everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean it. The middle of the night, she'll wake up and, you know, and I'll go, and I'm always up because I don't sleep a lot. So I'll, and I'll be like, what, what's the matter? And this one needs that, or we have to make sure we tell this one this, or, and since November, with the both parents in different hospitals with COVID, Maria had two of the the phones set up with FaceTimes at both hospitals, and literally there was one time where she had she was she'll mute one and tell the doctors he's type one diabetic he can't have that please like he'll die he then she mutes and oh shit they're feeding the mother you know the wrong thing or they're not you know they're not putting on her Optune correctly to keep her alive and it has been. Um, it's always been around the clock, around the clock, around the clock with her. And no matter what I've done to say, please just stop. She just keeps going. Her dad's the same way. Um, but since November, it has been um, endless. And, you know, my mother was a lot like her in the sense, so much anxiety, so much stress, worried about everyone and everything. And I, I was just telling you guys before we went on the air, Lady Gaga's dogs got stolen, and it's a horrific video. And if you are a, you have any humanity in your heart, forget being a dog lover. Um, it's was awful to see. Maria was devastated, but she immediately said to me, "I can find the dogs, and I know they're downtown LA." And and I said, "Maria, please." And this is like after she talked to you, Gabby. Oh, we'd already intervened. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and then you know, just even today, is you know, she's she's sitting with Max and patting him and. One of our care, the one caretaker I, I have here was going out and he was like, oh, make sure you tell her that there's deers that jump in the middle of the road in Connecticut. And she's going to, you know, to be really careful. So, cause I don't want her to, you know, I don't want her to get scared. And I said, Maria, like, so Gabby, I've seen this with my mother. I've seen it with many women, my, my two cousins, females who were really my sisters, same thing always stressed and just worried and what, no matter how good life is, they're always worried and stressed out. So I feel like, um, this is plaguing everybody. And now with COVID it's in the pandemic, it's must be times 10. And yeah. I, and I, I just, I kind of have to turn the mic over to you because I just want to know what we can do for tools to deal with this. I'm so glad that we're here talking about this. I, first and foremost, I'm so grateful that our dear Maria had the bravery and the willingness to ask for help and to and to take it. So that's no, that's step one for everyone listening. Because when you live in that chronic state of hyper vigilance, which is what you're describing, your mother and Maria, and I'm in recovery from that myself. Uh, which is why I'm so grateful to be able to talk about this today. And it's a privilege to be able to help her, but also help anyone who is, is bottoming out from anxiety and stress, because that's, that, had, that, that was my past and my history. That when you live in that chronic state of hypervigilance, what happens to us is that we begin to, there's, there's, there's 
the physical side, right? Which is that you're not sleeping anymore, your back pain, headaches, whatever the psychosomatic symptoms are going to be, which is inevitable because the physical symptoms are are merely a uh, a form of dissociating from the emotional distress. And a lot of young women not getting their periods. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing. And I have three friends who are like, I haven't had a period in three years. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. All stress-related. All stress-related. Uh, infertility, lack of sex drive. And 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 this goes for men and women, but but uh, but we can you know, speak specifically to some of the symptoms that women will have. Uh, hair loss, uh, weight loss, weight gain. It's just, it, it, stress is an epidemic. If it's not addressed, it can become life-threatening at times. And, and that was the case for me. When, when you get to the place of extreme burnout, you can, you can feel like you're falling apart. So, I mean, Maria I got a tumor. And, you know, I mean, and I, I said to Maria today, and she's like, wow, it was kind of a bomb. I said, Maria, I, I, if we don't get this under control, I'm, not, I, I'm nervous about 50 few and petrified over 60 because I think at some point it's going to take you and uh, I'm like, I can't do this alone. Like life, like I'm the old one. I get to go first, you mm-hmm. know? And and um, I think 100% the ramifications will manifest physically. And um, what I think even more than, it is obviously stress, Gab, but can we, uh, can we also specifically address the worrying? Like I just worrying about everything around us. There's the worry and there's the stress, but let's talk about the root cause condition of both, right? Okay. Because- Worry and stress and anxiety are trauma responses. They are the nervous system's hypervigilant response to not feeling safe. When I say trauma, trauma with a big T, trauma with a little T, okay? So trauma with a big T, you know, rape or sexual abuse as a child or, or, or not being cared for properly. Not, not feeling secure as a child. Whereas trauma with a small T could be, uh, not that this is a small thing, but you know, a car accident or a one-time incident, still traumatic or, or a loss of a loved one trauma. These are still big and significant things, but they may not have been chronic. But no matter what, we've all experienced traumatic events and every single person listening or watching right now has lived through a trauma, which was 2020 and is currently still living through it t- called COVID-19. So we've all lived with these moments of, of traumatic episodes, and then now all of it being spiked up, hit up, brought up during this pandemic. So when we have those energetic disturbances that have been, frankly, just planted in our life as children, it's, it's in those early developmental years. That's why we were talking about the kid. I was so grateful for this teacher mm-hmm. because that, was a, that could have been a trauma with a small T, the kid that went back to the classroom forced to take his hat off and feeling humiliated mm-hmm. could have been a trauma with a small T that could have affected him and put him into a state of hypervigilance every single time he had to get up on a stage or go into an interview or do anything public. It could have literally led to that. So we all have these d- developmental moments in time, some severe, some less severe, but they all impact our nervous system. And when we live in a chronic state of stress or hypervigilance or anxiety or uh, worrying to try to fix, 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 ultimately what that is, is a trauma response. And so I know that the word trauma is a word that's triggering for people. So I'm going to just really 
uh, boil it down, simplify it. And that's why I really want to emphasize that it's the big T and the small T trauma. So, so Gabby, one second before you go, can can um, continue. What what was in your? Do you mind saying what was in your childhood that? Totally. Because I know here, here's what I wanted. I want to demystify because I I know when you look at Maria, you say she's beautiful, she's wealthy, she has us, Kelsey and I, and the dad, and we're helping. You know, I I but I feel like this is a universal problem with Maria. It was from three years old. She was the only one who spoke English. So she had a, whether it was a bill collector, anything. And by the way, there were bill collectors coming. They didn't have money. Maria had to handle everything. Then the father, Sugar, constantly trying to keep him alive. Um, it just never stopped. So that was Maria. And I think that's, people understand that. What was in your childhood? Before I ch- tell mine, I just want to okay. unpack. Not thank you, thank you, Maria. Wherever you are right now, relaxing, mm-hmm. for letting us uh, use you as a power of example for everybody. Because to to just look just right now, Kevin, what you said, three years old, talking to the bill, the people coming to try to pay the bills. <sighs> it's it's a it's a life survival mechanism at a ch- at a child at, at such a young age yeah. when your cry. expectation and need fundamentally is to feel secure, but then you have to take on the burden of the adults because you're the capable one. Hello, look at where we're at right now, right? Consistently living in this fight flight response of living a life of caring for and keeping alive and keeping safe. And it's the little three-year-old, literally right now we're talking about the three-year-old. So uh, we don't need to get too deeply into her uh, her her therapy because she can do that on her own with you and all of the love that's around her. But it's a beautiful power of example to identify and recognize that those those experiences from such a young age continue to be repurposed, replayed, and manifested in the present moment. And so for me, thank you for asking. And I, I may have shared a bit about this originally when I first came on the show, and I don't remember, but I've been very open about it. I lived. Uh, I I got. I, I lived in a state of, of anxiety from when I was very young, really, you know, very young until about two years ago. Oh. <laughs> and I, I laugh because, you know, I really, and I want you to hear this, Kevin, because I want to give you hope for what you're, you know, what you're seeing here and just really see that there's recovery in front of you. And I did a lot, even in that state of anxiety, much like Maria. I wrote, not, I wrote, had written, you know, wrote seven books or eight books at that time. I had just created a career that had been in the service of so many people. I was really just a real producer, really creating in the world, but living in uh, my own nightmare because I was, my, my, had the terrible gastrointestinal issues. And these are all some of the physical symptoms of stress, of chronic stress, major issues, gastro issues. Uh, I had uh, uh, sleep issues. I was constantly triggered going in. You know, I, I was probably very difficult to work for while I was always loving and kind to my team. I could be, you know, fly off the handle in a second, like mm. easily triggered. Everything was just like, oh my God. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. What's going on now in this constant state of alert, alert, alert. Uh, really, I understood for the last six years exactly why, because, but, but, but up until the age of 36, I didn't know why. I was just in this constant state of trying to hold everything in, in control and be holding it all together. Uh, but when I was 36, I actually had a dream of uh, being sexually abused as a child, and I woke up and I remembered it. And then a few days later in my therapy, I was starting to talk about it and then actually fully remembered the experience. And that's a very common thing for children who have been sexually abused or abused in any form to dissociate. People in general can easily, that's what it's, it's a, the brain is a powerful, uh, powerful, powerful thing. And it can have a, uh, we have the ability to check out, which is the only way we can survive in those moments. And so we ha- we literally turn off that memory, but it doesn't actually go away. So in my case, I lived with, relived that trauma over and over again. Every single time I felt out of control, every single time I felt like I wasn't being taken care of, every single time I felt like I had to do it all myself. Everything was this constant state of fight flight because I was reliving that unresolved traumatic event. Wow. And that was the root cause for me. And that which- makes so much sense. Even like a lot of other females I know, react like that that's why and so when with maria she also had to deal with a lot of violence and it wasn't thank god sexual at least we don't think but um but violence and and now this really makes so much sense and Mm -hmm. when i see it in other people too Mm -hmm. you know so when go ahead continue well no keep interrupting me not interrupting but keep keep weighing in because i think that one, it's just really valuable for everyone listening to also hear your side of the story, Kev, because you have another part in this, which is you're the caretaker too, yeah. right? And you're talking about your own stuff, which is your mom's story and your aunts and your cousins and now your wife, right? So it's, we all have these, you probably grew up with stressed out mom. And so I care for her. I'm just guessing, but I'm in the pursuit of caring for her. And now here you are in the pursuit of caring for Maria, right? So it's yeah. just... It's, 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 it's your, it's your, uh, your response as well. So we, we all have it. We all, everyone has different stories and everyone has different experiences from their childhood, but we know, but we all suffer and we've all had suffering in our life. And that suffering manifests often in the form of anxiety or, or hypervigilance, or in some cases, addiction, addiction to saving people, addiction to worry, addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol, all the different ways that we try to numb out and stay sane and stay safe. But for today's conversation, let's talk about the addiction to anxiety, the the, the perpetual Oof. repetition of anxiety. And 
what I have experienced, and just to wrap my story here, is that the way out for me really started when I first remembered the trauma. And I started to deepen my therapy and do do therapeutic practices that you've already begun to, you guys have featured on this show so people can go back and listen, but EMDR with Tammy Velicenti, who you've interviewed and mm-hmm. uh, somatic experiencing therapy. Right now I'm naming incredible trauma healing therapies just so that the listeners and viewers can go check these things out. IFS, internal family systems therapy, which is extraordinary. Tapping, which by the way, we can do some tapping today for anxiety so we can really give people the experience of regulating their anxiety. All of these different modalities I've been practicing in a devotional way. I'm talking like three times a week for the past six years, but it was two years ago where I hit a radical bottom, which was when I was gifted, I'm going to say gifted, postpartum anxiety, which is also a form of postpartum depression. And for me, that that often people, women with a trauma history do get triggered into PPA or PPD. It's not uncommon, but it's also a biochemical thing that I was already predisposed for because I was already an anxious person. So then here it was, it's magnified anxiety. And that I say it was a gift because I, for me, it was life or death, Kev. That was my, that was a big bottom for me. Uh, you know, Mother's Day, uh, a year, the first few months of my son's life, I said I wanted to kill myself. Oh, and, and there I was at the time I'd written seven self-help books and I was a spiritual teacher and I was yeah. in the deepest, darkest depression. And for me, uh, I'm very, very vocal about this. I resisted psychiatric support for four months and had insomnia for that entire time, didn't sleep at all. And then finally, my therapist intervened and said, we need to get you psychiatric help. And at that point, I went on a antidepressant, which saved my life. And it was a, and, and, and it helped with all my anxiety. I, I was able to get back to sleep. But the most important thing I want to say about this is that it gave me a baseline of safety that I'd never known before. And in that place of safety, I was able to dive far deeper into the therapeutic practices. Can I ask what the antidepressant was? Yes, I went on uh, Zoloft. Zoloft, okay. And, and what I like about this is it wasn't a permanent thing, but it was enough to give you that plateau so you yes. could get have clarity. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, and I don't think you have to be, look, you can, I, I want to be really clear about what I, when I speak about my experience with medication, I speak about it because when you're dealing with a biochemical condition, or you're hitting bottom, or you're you're just you know hitting your knees with alcoholism, and you're in those acute moments where there where it's life or death, or where it's you know, or, or you're literally being diagnosed with a condition that's a mental illness. Why is that any different than if you were diagnosed with a heart condition and being told to take blood thinners? Wouldn't you just pick up the blood thinner in two seconds? You'd be running to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. When it comes to mental illness, there's such stigma around it. And particularly in the wellness field that I'm in, I, I, uh, I was the reason it took me four months to, to actually get a proper diagnosis and get proper medication was because I was so ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And because I was, you know, I can meditate my way out of this. No freaking way. When you are having a biochemical condition, you can't meditate your way out of it. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, that's such a relief to hear. And um, and so you, for six years, you're doing all these practices, 
and still this happens. And then it's in psychotherapy that you you have the discovery that it was sexual abuse when you were young? Yeah. So th- when I was 36, I had the the memory and now I'm um, 41. So yeah, it's been five years, five and a half, almost five and a half years now that I've been doing oh, this work. So- Six years actually about. And um, the, the bigger work, you know, prior to that I was in therapy and I was doing all my spiritual work, but, but even, but up in, but it, I, I say that the postpartum anxiety was the gift because I would never have gotten to the therapeutic, the deep, deep, deep therapeutic work I needed to do at the hypervigilant state that I was in, even with like four years of EMDR and SE and all the things I was doing, I needed to have um, some, I needed some psychiatric support to get me to a new baseline so that I could do the deeper work. And that, that was where like the real exorcism happened. That's where the real, uh, shifts could occur with the psychiatrist or the psychologist no with with the emdr and the sc and all the practices i was doing but it was was getting to that baseline of safety okay i see deeper okay so So i just be really clear though with people listening look meds are overly prescribed in all areas whether it's you know take a pill because you have acid you know you have acid in your stomach okay well Mm. why don't you change your diet right so there's overprescription for everything in this country. And I would always recommend that people get a proper diagnosis. I am not a physician. I do not recommend that people just jump on meds, but with a proper diagnosis. And particularly when you're in an acute situation with, with unresolved uh, trauma or addiction, or even uh, in, in, in some, in, you know, in some forms, uh, dissociated memories or whatever it is that you uh, maybe unable to get to a safe enough baseline. Gabby, okay. was that the first time you felt safe? You know, my life. Yeah, my whole life. That was it. So that so so that feeling of safety is what ultimately gave you the clarity. So it's like we almost have to get someone to that feeling of safety, right? Yeah, and there's ways to get to that safety without medication. Like, let me be very clear, right? So there, and and by the way, up until the point of of getting medicated, I was also getting safer and safer and safer with all the therapy that I was doing. But uh, the, the trauma, you know, trauma trauma is a lot to unpack, and so having support in whatever form you can get it is very valuable. And you know, it, it, it's also something that I would highly recommend that whether it's facing trauma or facing psychiatric issues, it's very valuable to have the right resources. Can we can right we back resources. up a little bit to see, because I feel like, you know, halfway to the problem is knowing, right? So like when you found out you what went on in your childhood at 36, you were halfway there. So it feels, it seems like the... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. First order of business is to find out 
maybe what happened in your life to get to this point of acute worrying? Would you say is that step uh, one? Yes and no. First of all, I appreciate that you're really, really um, intuitive. Yes, it was halfway there. You're right. That was only halfway there. Remembering was only halfway there. Because then you've remembered, okay, so now you know why you've been running. But now what are you going to do to undo the behavioral patterns and the and the energetic disturbances and the trauma responses? So that's, that's 50%. And I'm still in that 50%. I'm still working it every day like a full-time job. So do you have to remember? Do you have to know exactly what it was? Well, it's helpful because it can help you, one, understand why you act the way you act. Because a lot of people that are walking around with dissociated or unresolved experiences don't even know. They're like, I don't know why I'm so stressed mm -hmm. out or I don't know why I'm- That's what I see with people. They don't know. Oh, they have no idea. I don't know. When I do, I'm reacting in different ways. But now that you're saying this, it's things are being clear to me why I have those feelings. So yeah, no, most people don't. We just, most of us just go through life and just- we bump our head, we bump our head, and we just keep going because we have to. We don't have that like moment of reflection. And we have shame around it, right? We have shame oh. around history. So we don't, yeah, thank you for your, yeah. you're, so, you're really good at this, Kev. You're really oh good at connecting to people. Like <laughs> because that. it's like, I'm. I, yeah, I mean, I've seen it my whole life and it's crippled people. Yeah. So the shame around admitting that anything could have, could have been wrong, right? That anything could have been anything but what we what we paint the picture we painted for ourselves. There's shame, there's rage, there's impermissible feelings of grief that we are avoiding and running from. And so well, actually I'm writing a new book. I'm almost finished with it. And the first chapter I talk about why we run, recognizing why we run. Because you said that's 50%, right? Recognizing it. Yeah. But I do want to be clear that if you have if you have a sense that there's a memory or something that's up for you that you don't know, you don't have to remember things completely in order to fully to do the work around them. Because when you do work like um, somatic experiencing work, that's body work, that's work that would really help you move the energy, not necessarily talk about the just talk about the experience. Because often what happens is is the experience was the inciting incident of the trauma. Or the or the or the or the the feeling that you that you haven't been able to resolve, but that's gone. But we still relive that every single day mm. because it was never fully processed. And, and I think it's it's uh you know a lot of people it's not the aha moment. Um, let me be clear. Yes, you remembered an incident that happened that you had blocked out of your mind. I think that for a lot of people, like for me, I don't think there's any of that. But when I posture reflect, and I, I have worked with Tim, Tammy, and I love her, and we went over certain situations, like the kid in the principal office, certain situations she was asking me about my childhood that really made me hurt my feelings, or bad things that I did that I'm extremely guilty about. Mm -hmm. And um, But again, when you're not pausing to reflect, when you're just going through life, bump your head, bump your head, take a pill and in, in the bad way or have a beer or have some wine or just whatever, work more, you don't, you know, and then all of a sudden the wheels come off the wagon and you go, huh, you know, and that is the gift, you know, mm -hmm. and for me, when I went to Tammy, it was looking at my childhood and looking at those things and then saying, oh, wait, that makes sense. Now I understand why I get so upset. I get so stressed or, you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a, it's, I think it is taking a long look at the childhood, but don't worry, don't think it's, you, you have to remember, or there's something blocked in your memory. I bet you, if you think about the things that 
really hurt your feelings or the things you're ashamed about or any of those moments, uh, you probably can be a detective and figure it out. You can be a detective, but it's always really helpful, I think, and I will always recommend this, to do that kind of inner child exploration. With a therapist. therapist. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I didn't want to make it seem like, yeah, you could yeah. do it on your own. Yeah. You know, we're all inspectors. Well, listen, I mean, I write self-help books, so I'm I'm teaching people methods for personal growth and development that they can do in the comfort of their own home without having to no. pay. And I love that because a lot of people don't have the money gap. You know, when you hear like at least 150 a week or something, it's it's a lot for somebody. And I, I recommend investing in yourself, but there are realities. So when you have books like yours, it mm -hmm. helps. Listen, if you can afford it, you should do it. If you can't afford it, you should, you know, uh, email my team. I'll send you a book. Oh, you're an angel. I know you will. And you really will. I give the world book. Um, so, but I, but I mean it because I think that, I think that, uh, but I, when I say like doing the deeper exploration of these child parts, it can bring up a lot. So you want to be, be careful, conscious, slow, have a support system of some kind, whether it's a coach or a therapist or a friend or a loved one, uh, or a 12 step program free. Free, free, free. Oh, free. tell me about that. I've only thought of that for alcohol. Tell me about a 12-step program. There's all kinds of 12-step programs. And this is excellent as it relates to people with anxiety disorders, because once again, the same reason that we are anxious is the same reason that we drink or the same reason that we drug or whatever it is. So 12-step uh, programs, there's 12-step for overeaters, there's 12-step for marijuana, for cocaine, for narcotics, for debt for sex, for sex and love, for all of it. There is a program. You just Google Overeaters Anonymous in the name of your town and there will be meetings on Zoom that will that will pop up. So, 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 so a 12 so a twelve step for whatever addiction that maybe you yeah. have that's a manifestation of whatever's yeah. gone on in your past. And then, and then you're going to ask, you know, well, what about the loved ones, right? What about the caregivers and those who are the loved ones of the addict? Well, there is a program called Al-Anon, Al which mm -hmm. is transformational for people who are the caregivers, the loved ones, the codependent types who feel, you know, I'm not safe unless I'm saving everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, Annie Lamott, the writer was on the show last week and her name for that member of the family, which she was, and I was too, and so was Maria, was the flight attendant, the one who brought drinks <laughs> to mm -hmm. everybody and kept everyone happy and comfortable, mm -hmm. but was obviously taking it all on. That's a great, great right. way of describing that person. Yes, the, the flight attendant. Yes. And there's a program for that. That's great. And you don't have to just be a, I mean, look, you can be a loved one of an alcoholic, but you can also just be a loved one. You can be a codependent flight attendant that just needs help. And you can go to, you qualify for Al-Anon. Right. If you, if you have like a parent who's a narcissist or, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And so there are, there are a lot of resources. And so I think that, you know, we look, let's, let's unpack this. This is such heavy stuff, but it has to be addressed because anyone that's lived through COVID has lived through the resurgence of triggers from childhood that have come up for all of us, every single one of us. COVID put it, made us feel out of control. When we feel out of control, we get triggered. When we get triggered, shit comes up, right? So for me, you know, for, for, for me, it was control stuff. And for some people it's food stuff. And for some people it's, it's just overwhelming anxiety and they don't know why, but it's the feeling of not being safe. So to unpack this and to, to, to demystify a lot of what we're talking about, 
it's first accepting, recognizing, understanding that we've all experienced some form of suffering from our childhood, a breach in attachment with a family member, maybe a traumatic event, or maybe even simply that we had to walk back into the classroom without our hat on when we had a bad haircut. Whatever it was, those experiences created these energy disturbances within us that have created stress responses. And if we don't resolve the underlying energetic disturbance, we will live in a state of chronic stress. And so that's, that's, that's the boiling it all, that's boiling it all down for you. So if we, it, 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 it seems like doing the research with a therapist, or obviously if you, if you can't afford a therapist, it's taking advantage of other resources. And you said, uh, acceptance, right, of whatever whatever this is, and then the next thing is moving on to some of those th- therapies that are like more subconscious. Yeah, and we can do some work today. I mean, listen, anxiety, stress, these conditions can absolutely be lessened or be even resolved without having to go back to old memories. They can be resolved through practices much like one that I'll teach today. I'll give you guys one through really addressing the nervous system because it's not, like I said, it's not about that inciting incident. It's about the energetic disturbance that's being repeated and, and it's on a neural loop. It's just like, you know, constant trigger, you know, conditioning, trigger conditioning, and it just goes in this loop. So if we can stop that truncated energy and allow it to be completely moved through us, that's when we can start to resolve energetically and spiritually. Uh, Although, I mean, of course, I wanted people to go as far as they can with their therapeutic practices and whatever books they, I can suggest some books today as well. But you still have to do it, right? To to maintain this, to, to keep away from the loop? Me? Yeah. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Uh, No, I'm, I'm, um, I'm never felt better. I feel, finally feel safe, but it's a, it's a daily practice of living the living and practicing what I preach because I have to commit to that for myself, for my husband, for my son, and for all of the people that I help and serve. Because if I'm not walking my talk, then I better put down the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's funny. I know a lot of the healers that have to do so much work on their own too. You know, well, they, listen, if you're seen as like a, self-help or personal growth person or a healer or a doctor, and you're not doing your own work, you better shut the F up and back down because 
And I'm so serious about that. And I didn't say the F word fear because this is not my show. But <laughs> I want to. I think you're um, okay, Gab. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, you can. Step the F back because how dare you not, how dare you preach something that you are not living? And look, does it happen all the time? But it's actually not safe because I feel that whatever it is that you're teaching, you want to be able to embody. And that's why I think teaching from an authentic place is the most valuable thing you can do because you can say, look, I'm actually in this right now. This is what I'm living right now. That's, that's practicing what you preach. I'm going through a hard time is practicing what you preach, just being forthcoming about it. Look, when I was going through, when I was in that constant, constant state of hypervigilance and living that way and still working as a spiritual teacher, I was extremely authentic about what I was going through. I was very vulnerable about it. And I was also, most importantly, only teaching from where I was. So I wasn't trying to teach people how to change their nervous system when I wasn't able to do that for myself yet. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm just bringing that up because you want to, when you are looking for teachers, whether it be somebody that's writing self-help books or a spiritual teacher that you follow online or a therapist that you follow, you want to make sure that they're walking their talk. And you'll be able to feel it. I feel like there's, in the, you know, it's funny. And we, I love, Gabby, and since you've been helping us with the show, I want to have you back because I feel like this is about worrying and anxiety. And I feel like there's another, um, there's many episodes with you, but I think I'd love to do another one on burnout. Yeah. I feel a lot of people burnt out now too. So Maria's between, it seems like, right, between the high anxiety, but then also a little burnout too, maybe. Well, she's burnt out from the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So the anxiety leaves someone in a, that constant fight flight response. And when you're in that, you literally, your candle burns out. You just, you, you, you push beyond your nervous systems. You go to what it's called the allostatic load. You hit that allostatic load where you're past the stress response. And it's, that's when we start to get sick. That's when we start to, that's when we start to break down. And thank God Maria was wise enough to catch herself and by even texting me, that was that was an inter spiritual intervention. It's just recognizing I'm about to break. Let me let me let me text. And I was I was joking with her that God that God was smart enough to tell her to text me because she because God knew that I would kick her in the ass. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I worry I worry about the friends that don't have the Gabbies, and I hope that there's people who hear this and can think preemptively maybe they're not to this extreme but they but you can go there you can go to this point of a, a nervous breakdown or a breakdown or eventually like something even physical with your health and so i think this is great advice for those people and then for the other people where it really is extreme i get i do get sad because you know they don't have the a gabby or even friends that um can understand well, i think that they have this show which is which is so valuable because there are a lot of resources because of podcasts and YouTube that are life-changing resources that can redirect people's lives when they, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, my late mentor is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I remember mm. 
I remember being in Wayne's audiences like 15 years ago when people used to watch PBS on TV and they would say, and or even in 12-step meetings and people would be like, I was going to you know, commit suicide this night, but then I turned on the TV and Dr. Wayne Dyer was speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I've had moments like that where like Joel Olstein was on, like I was like having a meltdown and like I turned on the TV and Joel's like preaching. I'm like, yes, Joel, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the same now with these podcasts that there that God works through the internet to guide you if you're the break breaking point like in Maria's case it was call Gabby in somebody else's case it might be listen to that show mm-hmm. and cut so, the and cut the news and cut like anything else that is making you feel worse you know clearly. even look being on Instagram or Facebook if that stuff is upsetting you to see other people and what they're doing or just, just cut it you know I mean and then move on to what you're saying yeah. And, and, and just trust that, you know, this is, this is like, as much as this is a practical conversation, it's also a spiritual conversation, but to trust that when you are in a crisis, that that action or, or a bottoming out, that that's the miracle. Mm. Uh, Rumi said, the wound is the place where the light enters you. That's the miracle. So that's why I said to Maria last week when we were talking, I said, congratulations, you've hit bottom. What a miracle. Here we are. Let's start over. You know, I think it, it's what I always say, Gavin, again, I'm on the, my regular guy perspective, is, is if you don't succumb to um, addiction or, you know, medicating or unethical practices, when you are, do bottom out, that really is the miracle. That is the where all the good things will come um and to try and even for me i'm always like i need to remember that for the next time the yeah at the valleys between the, the as, as i think it was Anne lamont right it that was, was uh no, nicole lavant yeah. was saying that it's it's not glory to glory it's it's in between the two glories is the valley and that's when and it's hard to remember that but try to remember that for the next time you have that because i 100 of the time what i've seen with people and myself as long as you're not doing those things, I said, you know, great things will come. Like, you know, doors will open, you know, revelations will, all of it, everything you're saying. Yeah. And if someone's listening right now and they're in a bottom, they're li- living through a bottom, congratulations. This is the turning point. Often it's only in those moments of crisis that we have the bravery and the willingness to ask for help or to listen to a show like this or to pick up that book or to practice the practice. So I, I just, I can't emphasize enough the benefit and the value of those valleys. And then here's some great news. Here's some really optimistic news. You have that bottoming out and you start to gain some recovery and you create momentum around that recovery and you start to create more momentum and more momentum. The valleys are less steep, I guess. <laughs> the, 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 the fall is less steep or they're, uh, you, you come back faster. And it's not that life isn't difficult, just that you have a faster comeback rate and you are more resilient. You become more resilient and you intuitively know how to handle situations that you otherwise may not have been able to handle and you know where to go and you know what to do and you have the resources. And so actually I want to give you guys a tool for anxiety today that will be something that people can return to in this episode over and over and over again. If it's something that they need, uh, it could be an extremely high value to someone in the moment of just extreme anxiety or fear. And 
this is a practice of self-regulating. It's a practice of really moving from that sympathetic nervous system to a parasympathetic nervous system through what is called tapping. And I believe that you've done some tapping on the show. I think you have, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with With Patty Pad. Mm -hmm. Great. Nick's a very close friend of mine. And tapping is emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as tapping. You tap on these different energy meridians and you guys will follow me. You'll follow Kev. And Kev, you and I will do it together because I actually want to tap with you, Kevin. Okay. But what everyone will do it, because I want to actually help to support you in this moment because you're the carer, right? So let me care for you. And the beauty in this is that everyone that's listening or when you're not driving, because you can't tap and drive, but when you're not operating machinery and watching or listening, you can tap along with us. And if you're listening, you can always go to the YouTube video and watch me as well, because that can be helpful. And you tap along with us. And what it's called is you borrow the benefits because you tapping and doing the practice, you borrow the benefits of, of what Kevin and I are going to work on right now. Love that. Borrow the benefits. Right. And that's what, you know, anyone that's listening to, to any of the therapeutic stuff that's happening on this show, they'll be borrowing the benefits. And, and so, can, can before we start, yeah, um, I'm, I'm like, have so many questions. When we go, can you, the, the sympathetic nervous system to parasympathetic, can, can, you give me that in layman's terms? Yeah, layman's terms. Stressed hyperarousal, you know, fight flight response to relaxation, proper digestion. Okay. Calm. So parasympathetic is maybe a healthy it's form of sound, sympathy. Yeah, parasymp- it's, it almost feels like when you say those two that that the sympathetic should be the relaxed state, but that's it's the opposite. So the sympathetic is like that hyper uh, active. Uh, anxious fight flight response uh, part of the nervous system and then and then the parasympathetic nervous system is when we start to regulate that energy and relax and breathe and calm and you digest properly in that state you can you're at ease okay thank okay you. thank you so let's tap on anxiety and because I want the whole audience to have this as something that they can return to. But maybe for you, Kev, just if there's anything specific that you're anxious about, we can just, why not have this opportunity for me to support you in this moment as well? Because, you know, why the fuck not? I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm anxious about Maria. You're anxious about Maria. Yeah. Okay, so from a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the highest, where are you? <laughs> This, this is really hard because Maria always figures it out. So I, I, I'm bad because I always like Maria will figure it out. Maria will figure out how to get rid of a brain tumor. Do, do you know what I mean? Like I, it's terrible mm-hmm. because the mother says has told her sister Maria's got this. So this mm-hmm. is poor Maria. So part of I, it's hard for me to say that I'm like at a ten for anxiety because I'm like Maria's going to figure it out. But I will say that with this, I, I don't know if Maria can figure it out. So I'll, I'll, I don't know I'll go all in and with an eight. <laughs> I think you're at an eight. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I really appreciate the vulnerability and the honesty with that. Okay, good. So for everybody that's going to tap along with us, decide right now about what you're anxious about. And from a scale of zero to 10, where are you? So I'm just asking everybody to decide right now. And when we tap on Maria, you guys can tap on, just replace the word Maria with 
whatever your anxiety of choice may be. <laughs> okay, so let's start to tap uh, wherever you are in the world. Uh, tap. Remember, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a therapist. I am a self-help book author. And so uh, if this in any way activates or triggers you, I recommend contacting a therapeutic support system. And I can give some resources at the end. And I don't, I don't anticipate that this in any way will activate people. It's only going to soothe. Okay, so let's uh, let's tap on the karate chop point. You can see me, Kev. So you take so for audio listeners, it's right or left hand. Does it matter to make a fist? Matter what side? It's the side of the hand. Okay, and it doesn't matter at all. So you're making a fist, and then you're taking the other hand and you're tapping. And you're, yes, thank you for talking to the audio listeners. Beautiful. And if you also, you know, are confused, you can you can Google um, the tapping points and just look them up and they're right there on the internet. So tapping on the side of the hand, I'm going to have you just repeat after me, Kev, okay? okay? Even though I'm anxious about Maria. Even though I'm anxious about Maria. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm anxious about Maria. Even though I'm anxious about Maria. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm anxious about Maria. Even though I'm anxious about Maria. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. All right, let's do the eyebrow point. And it's where the hair of the eyebrow meets the bone right there on the side of the eyebrow. I'm really anxious about Maria. I'm really anxious about Maria. Side of the eye, the temple. And I really have a high level of anxiety. And I really have a high level of anxiety. Under the eye. I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. Tapping under the nose. I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. Chin. And all that that means to me. And all that that means to me. Let's tap on the collarbone. We can do two hands or one hand. I'm really anxious about Maria. I'm really anxious about Maria. Under the arm. We're here again. We're here again. Top of the head. And I don't want it to go back to the way it was. And I don't want it to go back to the way it was. Eyebrow. I really don't want it to go back to the way it was. I really don't want it to go back the way it was. Side of the eye. I feel really out of control. I feel really out of control. Under the eye. And I want to try to control it all. I want to try and control it all. Under the nose. And I'm not sleeping well. And I'm not sleeping well. Chin. I'm trying to hold it all together. I'm trying to hold it all together. Collarbone. I got to hold it all together. I got to hold it all together. Under the arm. I got to hold it together for Maria. I have to hold it together for Maria. Top of the head, I got to hold it together for the parents. I have to hold it together for the parents. Eyebrow, I got to hold it together for the show. I have to hold it together for the show. Side of the eye. Got to hold it all together. I have to hold it all together. I'm really anxious about Maria. Under the eye, I'm anxious about Maria. I'm really anxious about Maria. Under the nose, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I feel that anxiety in my chest. Feel that anxiety in my chest. Feel it in my body, collarbone. I feel it in my body. Under the arm. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my body. 
all that means to me. All that means to me. Eyebrow point. And I'm even anxious about the anxiety. I'm even anxious about the anxiety. Side of the eye. <laughs> Fucking anxious about the anxiety. <laughs> Fucking anxious about the anxiety. <laughs> Under the eye. Because how can I keep it all together if I'm anxious? Because how can I keep it all together if I'm anxious? How can I keep it all together? How can I keep it all together? Shin, how can I keep it all together? How can I keep it all together? Collarbone. I'm anxious about the anxiety. I'm anxious about the anxiety. <laughs> Under the arm. But in this moment, I'm doing something powerful. But in this moment, I'm doing something powerful. Top of the head. And I'm brave. And I'm brave. I want you to hit the eyebrow again. I'm brave enough to heal. I'm brave enough to heal. Side of the eye. Because it's actually not just about her healing. Because it's actually not just about her healing. Under the eye. It's about mine too. It's about mine too. Under the nose. This anxiety is revealing something to me. This anxiety is revealing something to me. Chen. This anxiety is revealing something to me. Anxiety is revealing something to me. Collarbone. Thank you, anxiety. Thank you, anxiety. <laughs> under the arm. My God, thank you so much, anxiety. Oh my God, thank you so much, anxiety. <laughs> Top of the head. I can really accept that right now. I can accept that right now. Eyebrow point. I can accept that my anxiety is a teacher. I can accept that my anxiety is a teacher. Side of the eye. And in this moment, I can be in acceptance of it. And in this moment, I can be in acceptance of it. Under the eye. I can be in acceptance that I'm not in control. I can be in acceptance that I'm not in control. Under the nose. And I'll do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. And the chin. But I'm not in control. But I'm not in control. Collarbone. I accept that I am not in control. I accept that I'm not in control. Under the arm. And I take a deep breath. Top of the head. Thank you, anxiety. Thank you, anxiety. Eyebrow. For revealing to me. For revealing to me. Side of the eye. Some more stuff I can heal. Some more stuff I can heal. Under the eye. Because that's what I'm here for. Because that's what I'm here for. Under the nose. I'm here to get better together. I'm here to get better together. Chin, I really mean that. That's what I'm here for. I really mean that. That's what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. Collarbone. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Under the arms. So I'm at peace with my anxiety in this moment. So I'm at peace with my anxiety in this moment. Top of the head. I accept it. I accept it. And in eyebrow. In accepting it, I can let it relax. In accepting it, I can let it relax. Side of the eye. Let's take a deep breath. Under the eye. I can be present in this moment. I can be present in this moment. Under the nose. I can be present in this moment. I can be present in this moment. Chin. I'm safe in this moment. I'm safe in this moment. Collarbone. I'm safe in this moment. I'm safe in this moment. Under the arm. I am safe in this moment. I am safe in this moment. Top of the head. I am safe in this moment. I'm safe in this moment. Deep breath. Deep breath. <sighs>
you can uh, stop tapping and just take one more deep breath in. Let it go. On a scale of zero to 10, where are you now, Kev? Um, I, I'm a lot better. I'm like, I would say three. Yeah. Nice. Because I feel, uh, yeah, everything's connecting to me that it, it, like this is leading to something better. So, you know, it's, it's okay. And physically, how are you feeling? Physically, like energetically. You know, it's funny. I I went on a. Um, this is what I do to deal with my issues. I painted half the upstairs of our house in the last two days because uh, <laughs> I wanted to. If when Maria gets back, I wanted to be have the house be nice for her. You know. And anyway, I'm. I was so exhausted, but after this, I, I actually I feel energized, but yet relaxed. That's right. That's right. You can actually feel energized. And I'm like exhausted now. I haven't slept. My body's beat up. Like, and I yeah. feel really good. I actually think that it'd be, I hope, you, I hope this helps you sleep tonight. Uh, tapping can be really beneficial for sleep. So yeah. How many, this is great by the way. And I, and I could, and I can see how somebody could take the dialogue of what you said and insert their situation yeah. in here. And mm -hmm. how many, how often would you recommend this? Well, uh, I have ta a lot of tapping on my site, on my Instagram channel. Nick Ordner, who you can follow, has tons of tapping. Brad Yates has lots of free tapping on YouTube. He's an excellent resource. If you just Google Brad Yates, tapping for sleep or tapping for anxiety. Uh, so there's a lot of EFT tapping videos that are totally free that are out there. I would say people tap multiple times a day. You can tap every morning. You can tap in the afternoons. You can tapping addresses the root cause conditions tapping addresses the energetic disturbances and resolves them so because when we have physical pain it's not physical pain that's the problem it's the un impermissible rage that's causing it or when we have uh, insomnia it's not that we don't know how to sleep it's because we have anxiety that's keeping us awake so really we have to heal those root cause conditions in order to heal the anxiety and the disorder of anxiety and I really am grateful that I was able to share tapping with everybody today. There's Thank one other you. thing I would like to give you all, which is a hold. It's a heart hold where you put your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly. Okay. And you just breathe in, inhale deeply and exhale completely. Inhale deeply and exhale completely. And you can just say to yourself, I am safe. I am safe. I'm just breathing and just repeating to yourself silently or out loud, I am safe. Being in that breath with that hold can be a really beautiful practice for self-regulation in the moments of anxiety. Yeah, so like in the moment of like a near panic attack or panic attack. This that, do that. Or you can tap right between your pinky finger and your ring finger. There's that little meaty part <laughs> right in between the fingers. And that's called the gamut point. And that's the holy shit point. That's the point when like you're having a panic attack, tap, tap right there and just say to yourself, I am safe. Give this to Maria. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. You guys can see right where I'm yeah, tapping. Yeah. Wow. And you tap with one finger? Two, one, doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter. Okay. And when you're tapping on your body, you can tap with two hands. Who cares? No problem. And yeah, before you leave, because I know you only have a limited amount of time, what books would you recommend? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about books. All right. If you're if you're 
feeling like you want to address uh, trauma and some of what we spoke about, there's a gorgeous book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk, Awakening the Tiger by Peter Levine, or Waking the Tiger. Uh, there's anything about internal family systems with Dick Schwartz. Uh, he is just IFS therapy is something you could look into, the IFS Institute. Uh, the, uh, I think that somaticexperiencing.org, I think is the website. We can put all this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these are some of the great resources for anxiety, stress, and trauma. Uh, I also, if you have a child that's struggling with anxiety, read any of Dan Siegel's books, mm-hmm. The Whole Brain Child. He's a, he's a genius. Why, again, again, because I could just talk to you forever. Why, <laughs> why, are, why am I hearing that more and more children, more of my friends who are parents, you know, one, I mentioned my, one of my cousins with my sisters, they, you know, were telling me the extreme anxiety they're, you know, they're like seniors, uh, like suffers from, but why am I hearing more about these kids well, let's crippled with anxiety? Mirror neurons, they're sponge neurons, right? There's, that's what uh, Dan Siegel calls it, sponge neurons. They're picking up what's being put out. They're alive in a time of crisis. They're picking up the anxiety of their parents. They're picking up the anxieties of the world. They're picking up the anxieties of the. Have you ever sat in a YouTube, on a YouTube or TikTok hall? Some of the some of the scary stuff oh, that you yeah. start to see when you start to let that stuff just roll. You know, it's 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 a dark place. The internet, and we're also in a place in the world where there's no way you can be alive without feeling and experiencing the anxiety of the world. Yeah, and I think a lot. Of- Parents, you know, the newer generation of parents is more protective. You know, we, I, again, I grew up in a time where it was, we would drive our, ride our bikes everywhere. And today, obviously a parent would never allow that. I, I don't think I would allow it either. Um, but yeah, and that makes sense. It's coming down from the parents and from society. And I think it was, so one of the answers is Dan Siegel, which is great. Dan Siegel, if you're a parent struggling with a kid with anything, with, with, with discipline from little, little, littles to all the way up to teenagers and twenties, just read Dan Siegel's books. It's really, I've just given you the greatest gift you can possibly imagine. Okay. And he's been on the show. His episode is amazing. Yeah. Listen to his episode. Good to know. Um, so wonderful. Gabby, you gave us such great gifts and uh, thank you for being in our lives. Thank you for being our friend. And um, I know we're going to have you back, let, whether it's for burnout or something else soon. I know you've been self-worth. helping us. I want to do a self-worth episode yeah. with you, Gabby. Oh, boy. I, we addressed a lot of the burnout stuff even here. on. We should do more on it. But, th- but this conversation is in the pursuit of prevention hmm. of burnout. Yeah. yeah. Because you can start to address the root cause conditions and start to find these therapeutic practices or even EFT or even just listening to conversations like this. You can be in that practice of prevention. Good, because I, I see uh, so many people right now because of COVID. Like, I know me and our staff, you know, the few that were like, no, I'm not leaving LA. I'm staying. We're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just white knuckled it. <laughs> yeah. And two years later, you know, Stephen, who's, you know, our producer, um, I know he's feeling it. I'm feeling it. Jeff Graham, who also was producing. I mean, they, we were like, we just worked harder during pandemic, like we, 90 hours, and we just wouldn't give up. And I, 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 know they've they felt a lot of burnout they're feeling it but i have so many friends that are burnt out right now so i think um if using this for now 
but uh, yeah, I would love another episode. Um, but there's and so I many. Wanna, I want to acknowledge you, Kev, just publicly, if you don't mind. Oh, no, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I think you're a really wonderful man. Oh. And I think that you are, I got off the phone with you uh, after we spoke about Maria and I just said, what a lucky woman she is to have this man who isn't just, you know, washing over the problem, but really wanting to get to the root of it. And that is there and such a rock and such a stable force in her life. And I'm just, I'm just, I want to acknowledge you and I want to just send a lot of light and love to you and send a lot of supportive energy around you because you deserve it and need it too. Because being the carer can be really a lot. And uh, you're, you're just a beautiful person and I'm really proud of you. And I just want you to hear that. Thank you. Oh my God, to hear that from you. That's incredible. It's really wonderful. You know, it's funny, Gab, this is probably another conversation because with your husband too, but as a guy, where I was taught from my father, like, and I keep hearing in my head, like, take care, you handle it. What the F, Kev? You're a, you're a man. This is your job. You know what I mean? Like, there is no, you're not supposed, like in my brain, I'm not supposed to do anything but carry. Like that's supposed to be your, that's why I was taught. You're the guy, handle it. Also in your, you know, in the makeup of your brain, right? Your, your male condition is to be the carer, which is beautiful. And that, and you're doing a great job of that, but also making sure that you're putting your oxygen mask on first. So maybe taking your own session with Tammy or, you know, whoever it is, whatever you're calling me, whatever it is that you need to do to get the support that you need so that you are you know, not the flight attendant, <laughs> but, you know, instead, you know, really oxygen mask on, healthy. Well, and- I want to share something. One last thing, Gab, and I think you'll, this will, you'll know what all this means. But I think when your partner goes through this and starts to heal, like Maria's already made so many turns of the corner. She's mm-hmm. worked with Tammy. She's worked with you, you know, mm-hmm. since this started. And as I said, I went on this paint marathon and I will tell you, I, my default is to kind of just go into build, fix, you know, do mm-hmm. all the, and, and though I really hate the work, I mean, I hate it, yeah. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the reason I'm fast at it and the reason, you know, I'm always the one friends calls because I hate it so much that I'll work really quickly just to get it done. Mm-hmm. But I work really hard when I do it. And because it's simple work, my mind runs away with me. And I'm thinking of all the bad things I did in my life and hating myself, or I'm thinking of all the mistakes I made in business and hating myself, or I'm thinking of people that I don't like or that were mean to Maria, and I'm just that I, I want to kill them. And I, I will say this time, b- being doing better together and all the, the gifts I get from being part of the show the last month, but I feel like because Maria's doing some of the work, I, I didn't feel any of that. I was actually grateful to my and had empathy for the enemies uh i was empathetic to myself over the experience i know it just didn't really bother me as much i was telling kelsey last night we we had to go to home depot to refill last night late and uh and i was wondering if it was maria doing the work yeah baby this is the perfect way to close ready you are borrowing the benefits borrowing the benefits bitches (laughs) yeah yeah so, so, the, so if the one gets, if you, someone you love, like starts to get better and you're really connected to them, like you can benefit too. Uh, yeah. You guys are really, um, empathically connected. And so 
the more that she is at a, you know, but the truth is also it's, it's, it. And so, yes, you're borrowing the benefits and you're doing the work. You're doing the work. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not. Boom. Gabby Bernstein. How about Mm. that? Mm. Wow. I love you guys. I have a two-year-old. I'm going to go put the go. (laughs) So Gabby, will we tell us what your handle is? So just remind everybody. It's just at Gabby Bernstein. You can find me at GabbyBernstein.com and I, I just love you guys. We love we you love too. You. And Thank we you, look Gab. forward to more. And uh, Gab, you know, I'm here too for whatever you need. So you oh, and your I, hubby. I, listen, you are the, that's, that's your, Kev, I'm here for you. <laughs> uh, well, I have my set of skills, you know, that are in the career business. That's what I'd love to talk to you about. You have been, you've Because you're such a gift to the world, Gabby. Like Lighting you know. business. You guys give me all your lighting techniques. Oh, I love you. Oh, so yeah. thank you. Oh. Yes. Um, have a gorgeous night, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Gab. Bye, Gab. Hi, Cass. Wow. Hi, Stephen. Stephen the Mew, a man at 30. Wow. Great show. Oh, gosh. Really, really. I mean, she's fantastic. And I know um, a lot of uh, men and women, but especially I just have noticed more women, Kels, suffer from this. And, um, you know, Kelsey, I feel like I feel like you mask yours, but that's, but you feel it. And I feel like that's what's yeah. manifesting in your tummy. Well, I used to get in college like horrible, like panic attacks, like horrible. Ooh, it makes me cry. She was making me cry. So oh, yeah. Girls, why don't cry? No, or it's do okay. Cry, it's okay. No, so she... why were you crying though? Because I th- I think that like we just don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So like her, and I mean you've been saying that it's like thank you, but like I shouldn't mask it, you know, and I think. So many of us do. Yeah. So like it sucked so much for me and I hated it so much that yeah, I masked it and I do so still wh- mask it. Yeah, and you for you are you worried? I know you worry so much about your family. You are the flight attendant of that. I don't but know. It, I don't I don't yeah. know what it is. Is this, it your life, your future? Maybe. I don't know. I like I think that that's something I need to look into. Um, but again, it was like I hated it so much and it's the worst feeling in the world. Like I used to get like, like I said, like full on panic attacks mm. a lot. So now I'm like, nope, push. Yeah. Well, we don't want you to push it down. Can you want to start tapping? I think that maybe exercise. I, maybe I should. No, I Ooh. think it's a good idea. No, I like, like why I'm not? only crying because that's my MO. First no. of all, I'm a Pisces. Hey, <laughs> hey, Pisces season. It's me, Kelsey. <laughs> but no, it's just like, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Enough. And no, I think, it, you're, I think you're crying. And again, you've always told me this. Oh, I'm a cry. Like, no, stop. I you are. You, that's not true. What it really is is that you are so sensitive and you uh, take on so many of the pain around you. And you're always making everyone feel good and feel happy. And, you know, I, I just know like nobody has that. Nobody has, has the ability to do that and not feel it. And it, I feel right. like you take so much in. Well, and, that's and, why. and I think too, it's like when you're so focused on everyone else, you can't focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know that's my problem and it's been And by the way, do you think, problem. do you think, like Sahara Rose said, do you think that that's the shadow side of it where maybe you do that so you don't have to 100%, deal with you? 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I do. And I know, like, I know my stomach is directly like related. Yeah. I've always known that. And people I've talked to, like whether it's a it's a healer or it's a um John McNutt who we did a really cool I did a really cool ancestral 
like clearing thing with him, he's just like, yeah, I don't think you have food like allergies and stuff. I mean, I think it's stress. <laughs> and he was looking back to my past like, no, it's stress. And I think women but are so, so gifted with intuition. But then the the curse of it is that you 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 guys do pick up so much, um, yeah. you know, of um, everything going on in the world. It's like it, it's yeah. it's almost like you know how um, prey have an instinct, predators have an instinct, but prey do. So like rabbits and mm-hmm. things like that, they're constantly afraid of being caught and eaten. Mm-hmm. So it's like in their nervous system, right? And I Always feel like, like on that, yeah. When, as a woman, and I don't want to like further scare anybody, but like as a woman, even like I've had female friends, like it's scary just to go to the supermarket to walk to the be- and and Literally. how do I argue with that? Because it is scary with all of you know with what's out there, you or know. Or if you're not scared, then someone has to remind you that you should be scared. Oh God, that's usually it for me. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'll just go for a walk. No, you shouldn't. No, you. Uh, and it's like, so, okay. So Stephen, <laughs> I, I actually, you've got your stresses and anxiety too but as we're guys so ours comes out in a different way we're yeah. angry we're cranky whatever but but you have it too right i mean i stevens i know you because you're you pick up a lot of stuff going on in the world and it really affects you i think i distract myself with things that are going on in the world to avoid dealing with the things that are going on in my life mm-hmm. um i i i thought what was really interesting with uh, Gabby was hearing about kind of the allostatic load that she talked about. And I've never heard that term before of like, there's a a level of stress response that is a breaking point for humans, which I'd never heard about before, but I've experienced it, I think probably twice in my life, I've hit that point. Um, and I remember like once when I was 12, I hit that point, And mm-hmm. that was like a very life defining moment for me. And then I also remember like, hitting that point in LA about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think what was really interesting is that she's giving tools to avoid hitting that as opposed to saying like, you know, get to that point, then help yourself. Or, you know, she, she likes to, she's saying that like you, you, you need those moments to, to grow and it's like a miracle to hit the bottom. But I like that we're also preventing people yeah. from getting to that And if bottom. you, I think, you know, too, if you, someone who is a chronic warrior, it's, it's gonna have wow, and and Winnie <laughs> starts growling on that. No, come here, come here, sweetie. Um, Winnie's hungry. But yeah, I think if you are someone who's chronically worrying about things, then it, it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, you know, the wheels are gonna come off the wagon in some way, mm-hmm. and uh, and even if they don't, but they will. It, it's just hard, you know. For as I've said before, and I didn't say it to Gabby, I did say it to Gabby when we talked off off air when she first called about maria i said you know maria's a ferrari pulling um a tractor trailer full of cement you know and if we can get rid of that cement oh my god she's gonna soar but she still goes 120 but with the cement so i think um that's an analogy i think a lot of people can relate to and and i think this this really gave us some some great steps i feel like it is opening the hood and looking at your childhood like steven you know what happened to you at 12, I think that's something you really should examine. And and these are the things that keep playing themselves out with us. But we said on the regular Guy Friday show, we were talking about if business is anticipation, then life is reflection or should be. 
So, you know, when you, but we don't, we just kind of keep going and going and going and going and pushing and just have a coffee, have a, mm-hmm. you know, good, go, 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 pick the kids up, do this, do this, do, you know, rather than having these moments to pause and reflect and, you know, even doing the Tony Robbins business mastery, Stephen, you were on that, weren't you? Didn't you do that with us? Or was it Jeff? Jeff. No, I wasn't able to. Okay. Right. So there was one guy you would have loved and cause he was all about data and measuring businesses don't measure and data and measuring and, you know, where are our profits? Where are we losing money? And da, 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 da. and this is why, you know, you can have, you won't have success in business or success is so much harder if you don't measure. And he was all about measuring. Makes perfect sense. But I said to Kelsey was, my breakthrough was, we don't measure in our personal lives. You know, we don't stop and pause and go, hmm, why am I craving this food? Well, why, why do I have insomnia? Why do I not feel so good when I'm around this person? Why does when someone comes in the room and yells surprise, I go, ah, I get scared out of my mind. No, the best most people do is say, well, that's a trigger to me. But really, then why is it a trigger? Why, yeah. And you know, having that moment of reflection to look at your how we grew up and go, oh, and I do feel, and Gabby agreed with me, is that you're halfway there when you realize that. And then the real work begins with the therapies she outlined and, um, you know, but it's, it's a lot. And I've, I've said that this is going to, this was, I'd said this before the pandemic that the, that mental health and stressors and anxiety was going to really be the crypt, the, the thing the 21st century is going to work on and figure out. Well, there was a stat I pulled, Kev. I think it's on the, our talking point that was pretty crazy. Let me find it. It's something like 40 million people suffer. Yeah. Um, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults in the United States, age 18 and older, or 18.1% of the population every single year. And then kids and children between 13 and 18, it affects 25.1% of them. And, you know, and it's like, can we double all that for during COVID? Right. Yeah. Right. And I do think the parents, you know, us being so worried about the kids yeah. and worried about life and what, you know, it's, it, and then they go online and they're seeing all the darkness there, not to mention, you know, 9-11, post 9-11, school shootings. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I can see really why the kids are well, and, the way they are. And right now it's all they have. A lot of them still aren't going to school still, you know? So it's like... Well, listen, she said borrow. What was that term? Which I loved, borrow. It was about borrowing, you know, borrow, borrow the, the benefits. benefits. Um, I, I will tell you, uh, watch what will happen if you if you are watching content like the news or even like the some of the influencers you're, you follow, if they are, let's say, dark... Uh, maybe they're really funny. I know as my 20th century humor, like I was saying to Kelsey, like it was different for us. The things we found funny or different than what the new generation does. It was comedy was a lot meaner. And um, I have found by migrating off a lot of the old people that I would like to listen to. And again, I wish them all well. And a lot of them, some of them are my friends. But um, turning over to just uh, the wellness, self-help stuff, or um, lighter fare has made a big, huge difference. Now, can everyone hear Winnie's story? I'm going to bring the mic no. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's, she's crying to be picked up, and then once she picks up, she's unbelievable. She's she falls out asleep. in two seconds. So on that note, um, you guys, 
We'll we'll put up some great clips at Better Together with Maria. It mm-hmm. continues to grow. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Stephen, for the work. Thank that you, you're my doing. beautiful interns who have been helping me too. Yeah, thank you to them. Pooja, um, Natalie. I think we're gonna yeah. have some great stuff up there. We'll have all the, the book recommendations um, and some other great information from Gabby. Um, and thank you for your patience. And I, I'll probably say this tomorrow too. Uh, but you know. Um, I, I'm really going to ask a favor to you guys. I'm sure you'll all reach out to Maria and offer well wishes, and I appreciate that. I'm going to have a bigger ask. S- just hang in with us. Yeah. Um, I'm not Maria. I think Maria is the goat when it comes to posting. I, I That's not even a doubt in my mind. Um, so Stephen and Kelsey and I are going to do our very, very best and uh, to, to bring you value and to bring um, people that will either give you uh, life hacks and life-changing tips or make you smile. Um, but at the end of the day, we're not Maria. So the best thing you can do for us is please hang in and please keep uh, downloading and watching on YouTube and telling friends. Um, like, I don't care if we don't grow in this period, but if we can all stay together as the Heel Squad, it, it will, it, just a big favor. And I promise Maria will be back. This show is her life. It's her calling. Um, She's never been more, um, career-wise, I don't think there's not even anything close to this that Maria has been excited about. And listen, we don't make money. We don't, you know, so it's it's not like that. But she's definitely found her purpose. So she will be back. I promise you guys she will be back. But just please hang in with us. Do I leave anything out? No, I I just do. I do want to say I want to echo Gabby Kev because that was a great great conversation and it's like you just jumped right in you were like let's do it so i want to echo her in saying you. you were fabulous and i really do think that we will continue to grow through this period and our heel squad's the best and they're going to support no matter what and it's not even like they're supporting a pity like it's not pity support because you were really really good and oh. i'm i'm excited for maria to heal for us to keep growing yeah and i want you guys to learn from it too and even yeah. from this like i guys i've always thrived the bad times not just survived it was always a big thing i've always told steven like how do we thrive i don't okay if we survive good let's survive but can we thrive right now and so whether it was tumor this or tumor that i always found in some way we would be thriving and growing so yes we will absolutely try to thrive uh and and make this grow uh and thank you for those kind words kelsey google steve grogan not the steve grogan from the manson family steve grogan from the new england patriots i actually to pump myself up there was a little special on this guy, broken down old quarterback who thought his career was over. And they called him on the bench. He was like the wise old man. His like knees were gone. His elbow was gone. He threw these like wobbly passes. He, he couldn't run anymore. But he was the last quarterback they allowed to call his own plays. So he basically was his own coach. And he he ended up getting the team. to He held he, six straight victories. And the other quarterback got better, came in, and they went to the Super Bowl that year. So and Marshawn's like, going to help you. So that's why I'm like, I'm Steve Grogan. I'm going to be channel my best Steve Grogan. And I'm Marshawn. And I've got Marshawn Lynch, my, my running back. And then <laughs> who's Steven? Steven, who do you want to be? Well, really, Kev gave me Marshawn. So. That we can call to? <laughs> I'll be mascot. Like okay. He might be Richard Sherman on defense. Uh, we love Sherman. Yeah, he might be Richard Sherman. here so I don't get he sued. Was in, he was in everybody's <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah. Fine. All right, you guys. Um, go ahead, Kelsey. <laughs> no, you do it. No, you do it. Want to do it with me? No, you do it, honey. Go ahead. Make good choices. Be nice people. Is it be nice people, make good choices, and be present? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll get that right. We'll get that right. 
See That's you tomorrow, right. guys. Oh, and can I quickly say who's tomorrow? Because it's exciting. Yes. We have comedians, producers, actors, Sal and Joe from the Impractical Jokers. Mm, good friends of and ours. And it's my birthday, so you all Birthday. <laughs> I can't wait. But by the way. So you all have to listen. We've decided birthday month. Well, yeah. Right? Of so course. we're going to, yeah. So we're going to do, we have some limitations here with Kelsey's diet and where we are in, right now in our East, uh, East Coast studios. But we're going to, yeah, this weekend we're going to make... It's going to be great, but you guys have to listen for me, okay? Uh, yes. And they're going to be really funny and awesome. Okay, that's all I have to At say. At Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Meyer or Kelsey Meyer? Kelsey Meyer. At Kelsey Meyer 2. two. And Stephen Lemieux photo. And Princess Winnie. And Princess and Winnie. And Better Together. And she's snoring, yeah. Okay, now I'm done. Okay, bye guys. Bye you guys. <laughs> Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.